Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So what are we going to have? We're going to have 144,000 Billy Grahams. In the tribulation, just full-on zeal for God, and many people are going to come to Christ. Now, why does God do this? Write this down this morning. If you miss everything else, I want you to leave with this thought in mind. Lost people still matter to God. That's the good news, guys. In the middle of the most devastating time on earth, God's heart's for the lost. After the early signs, after the rapture of the church, after the revealing of the Antichrist, and in the midst of God's wrath on earth, what hope is there? Today, Pastor Mark will show listeners how, in the midst of all this turmoil on earth, God's heart remains devoted to His people. Do you believe our God is good today? More importantly, have you placed your faith in Him? You can lock up your eternal destiny in heaven with your Father by choosing Him as Lord of your life. You will then experience peace and hope not only in your everyday life, but in the end times to come. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he continues with his message entitled, Grace and Salvation During the Tribulation. Here's what I continue to see today. People get hurt in a church all over the world, and they take it out on God. The very thing Satan wants them to do. And I want to say to you lovingly, kindly, are you ever going to get hurt in a church? If you're human, you're going to get hurt in the church. Get over it. Soften your heart. Life is too short. Well, I'm looking for the perfect church. Good luck. You're here. That settles that. (laughs) All right. Get over it, right? You come in my office for counseling, I have care, I have love, I pray with you, but I got a sign before it goes out. Get over it. We can't carry that junk with us, guys. That's why these men are angry at God, because they were angry at God before this tribulation started. It was never God's fault. It was their fault. Well, how will Satan control the world? I mean, how in the world is that going to happen through this Antichrist? Turn with me to Revelation 13. You'll see exactly how it happened. In the book of John, when John wrote, he called Satan the dragon. He called the Antichrist the beast. So that you just understand it as we go through it. Look at verse 4. Men worship the dragon, Satan, because he had given authority to the beast, Antichrist, and they also worship the beast and ask, who is like the beast? Who is like the Antichrist? Who can make war against him? And the beast, the Antichrist, was given a mouth to utter 
proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority. Notice how long? 42 months, three and one half years. And he was given power to make war against the saints. That's Christians and Jews, people who come to the Lord and conquer them. So that's already a picture that many, many believers who come to Christ during the tribulation will be martyred. And he was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. So this is not this little little control over Israel. This is control over every tribe, people, language, nation in the world. The Antichrist is the ruler. Verse 8, all inhabitants of the earth will worship the Antichrist. But here we have a picture in verse 8 of a choice. Millions of people will not worship him. Who are they? Look what it says. All whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. Understand, if your name has not been written in that book of life, which means you've accepted Christ, then you will worship the beast. Now, if your name is written in there, What's that going to look like? What's going to happen to you then? We'll talk about it. In Revelation 13, where you're at, scoot on down to verse 16 and 17, we know that in this chapter, the Antichrist is assassinated. But before the watching world, he rises from the dead. When this happens, the world goes, wow, he's God. And they fall at his feet and worship him. Isn't this ironic? Jesus Christ came to this earth. He died. He was crucified. Three days later, he rose. Many people bowed, but most people did not. See, the Antichrist and Satan always mimic exactly what God and Jesus did. Well, how will this world respond to this madman? Why would you worship this guy? Look at verse 16 and 17. He also forced everyone, not a person in this room, if you're living during the tribulation, you're everyone, will be assassinated. Excuse me. He will, not, he will also force everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. How is this going to happen? Here's Satan's plan, the Antichrist plan. This is how the world will be dominated. Look at it, write it down, remember it. One world government. Second, one world religion. We already saw that happening. We already see it today with ecumenicalism, don't we? We see everybody, what's the key word in religion today around the world? The key word today is tolerant. Be tolerant of anybody else's belief. Believe whatever they want to believe. We all go in the same place. There's only one way. I mean, there's a million ways to get to God. Just be tolerant. Well, that's going to get worse and worse and worse. And of course, we see the tolerance ends when the Antichrist himself stands up and says, I don't care who you're worshiping, Muslims. You can't worship Allah. I'm God. So it's going to end. Then the last one is, One world economic system. That's where no one can buy or sell without a mark approved by this administration. 
You will have your chip. I will have my chip. Everyone will receive a mark in that period of time. Don't worry about right now. Somebody asked me this after the first service. Does that mean if, I, if my grandma is in a nursing home and they put this little chip in her to keep her from wandering off and whatever, is she getting the mark of the beast? No, that is not the mark of the beast. Relax. See, you have to make a conscious choice to do this. So what does that mean? Everyone will receive a mark in their foreheads or their right hand that will identify them as worshipers of the Antichrist. Without the mark, in other words, if you're going to choose Christ, you'll probably be martyred, unless you're one of those individuals that God's going to supernaturally protect, which we'll talk about later. So here's something I want to say to you. Receiving the mark of the beast will be a deliberate choice. The importance of choice. It's the same as the choice today. No one can serve two masters. You can't serve self, and that day you'll be serving the Antichrist or God. Today you're not serving self, you're serving Satan or God. Now, thankfully, as we think of all this stuff happening, you know, when you go through the book of Revelation, sometimes you want to go like, is there any good news? Are you ready for some good news this morning? After reading this, I'm ready for some good news. But you know what? Satan thinks he's winning, but he's not really winning. Well, I heard this, and it was an interesting story. Every evening, bird lover Tom stood in his backyard, and he liked animals, so he would hoot, hoping a little owl somewhere would respond to him. Well, finally, one night, the owl hooted back. Every night then, for months, the man and his feathered friend went out back, and they hooted back and forth. He'd never saw the owl, but they just enjoyed this. The man was so excited, he said to his wife one day, you know what, I love doing this every night, just takes the pressure of life away. Seems like we have this friendship as we hoot back and forth. Can't understand each other, but they're hooting. One day the wife's out shopping. She runs across her next door neighbor. She says, hey, what's happening? She says, "Uh, well, things are really good at home. My husband's got this weird thing. He goes out every night and spends 20 minutes hooting and back and forth at an owl. She says, that's odd. My husband does the very same thing. (laughs) Well, you see, (laughs) the Antichrist is, is thinking everything is set. I'm winning the war. He's hooting and everything's under control. Well, not really. You see, during this most devastating time on earth, God has a three point plan. To present the gospel. And you'll see there he's going to use 144,000 sealed individuals. He's going to use two witnesses. And he's going to use angels to do one thing in this period of time to say, God can still be worshiped. If you haven't taken the mark of the beast, choose God. That's a picture of God's love in the worst part of history. God's grace is there. Turn with me to Revelation 7, 4. Let's quickly look at these three groups of people. Revelation 7, verse 4. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 Jehovah Witnesses. Now, I don't mean to make fun, but I want you just to simply read your Bibles. Vera, read your Bibles. Who are these 144,000? Are they Jehovah's Witnesses? They're who? They're Jews who have come to Christ. 
This is not, I mean, amazing doctrine that people get confused with and knock on your door. There's only going to be 144,000 people in heaven and all that. What? what? It's, a, it's a disaster. Now you say, well, I don't know if they're really Jews, are they? Well, just keep reading those verses. I'm not going to go down to them, but you can see all the 12 tribes. There's 12,000 free meat So what is God going to do? God's going to take 12 tribes of Israel, pick 12,000 from each tribe, seal them. And for three and a half years, they're going to proclaim the gospel. Now, how effective can they be? Well, they're really God's zeal because they were deceived earlier by who? The Antichrist. And they get a chance to make it right. That's a beautiful picture of God's grace. Now, go back with me. If you go back to the day of Pentecost, back in Acts chapter 2, there was 120 Jewish people in the upper room. They got filled with the Spirit. Within 20 years, do you know what those 120 Jewish believers did? They turned their world upside down for Jesus Christ. See, Jewish people are gifted by God. I mean, they can sell an Eskimo an ice cream cone. Am I right? They're gifted. They know how to mend. They're talented. They, they just, they're wonderful people. So what are we going to have? We're going to have 144,000 Billy Grahams in the tribulation. Just full-on zeal for God. And many people are going to come to Christ. Now, why does God do this? Write this down this morning. If you miss everything else, I want you to leave with this thought in mind. Lost people still matter to God. That's the good news, guys. In the middle of the most devastating time on earth, God's heart's for the lost. He created every person in the image of himself. So he'll go to whatever means to give people, listen, listen, a choice. A choice. Well, flip over, if you will, to Revelation 11.3. This is the next group. You see, God wants to say to man, you can't live independent of me. I want to give you an opportunity to choose me instead of the Antichrist. Here in 11.3, we see this. And God says, I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. So God raises up supernaturally two witnesses. We don't know who they are. People debate, it doesn't matter. Probably maybe Moses and Elijah. Anyway, they come, and they are powerful witnesses. And they have supernatural abilities, and, and, and it's just amazing what happens. And they're wholly protected by God. And then at the end of their three and a half years, God removes their protection and they're killed. You have to read on in the passage. And they die and they're in the streets of Jerusalem. Now you would think, because many people have come to Christ listening to their witness, it would be a sad day. But it's a Mardi Gras day. Not of believers, but of unbelievers. And the unbelievers, the world, the Revelation says, gets around them, and they cheer that these people are dead. Yeah, Satan has won again. Amazing to us. You know what happens right after three and a half days of laying in the street being dead? In front of worldwide television, God raises them up to life and translates them in front of the movie thing right to heaven. Now, you talk about a little... Why does he do that? Who's in control? 
God is always in control. Third, turn to Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. This is the third way that God, through all of this stuff, is going to shake man's confidence. See, man has this false sense of security. I can do life, no problem. They won't do life. Turn on the faucet, no water. 125-pound hailstone, mountains fall down, no cities left. They'll have no confidence. God says, man, I love you. I didn't want to do this. You brought it on yourself. Well, here we see the last supernatural thing. Look down to verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had eternal gospel, the eternal gospel, it never changes, to proclaim to those who live on the earth. Notice, to every nation, every tribe, every language, and people. And he said in a loud voice, fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him. Here's to all of those people who are evolutionists. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This is another clear picture of God's heart for the lost. There's one Savior. He comes from God. Worship him. The angels, as they go throughout the world, will fulfill exactly what Jesus said would happen. Remember in Matthew 24, you see it. Jesus said this, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then, the end will come. Well, where are we today? Where are we in all of this? Well, here's where we are. You might have seen this once before. Today, we're not in the tribulation. One of our key things here at Calvary is to communicate the good news to everyone, everywhere. You're doing that. Why are we getting full? Because people are inviting people to church. Why is Vieira booming? Because people are inviting people to church to hear the good news of the gospel. See, we have to continue to do that. That's the heart of God. And you guys are doing great. I just want to congratulate you. Just continue. People want to know what's going to happen. We have the answers of what's going to happen. Now look down at verse 9. You're right there in Revelation. And a third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on the forehead or on the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of wrath. He will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. And there is no rest day or night for those who worship the beast or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. Now why did God put that in the Bible? It was a warning to the people during the time of tribulation. Do not choose to receive the mark of the beast. And I want to exclude myself from this service for a moment because I'm going to speak to the camera. You see, there's a coming of time when we leave this earth, and it could be tomorrow, it could be a year from now, it could be 50 years from now. I don't know when the rapture is going to occur. But when it occurs, all of us have given DVDs, CDs, tapes, things to friends. They've made fun of them. They put them away and said, it's nice for you, I don't believe any of it. They will scramble to find these DVDs and CDs. Not just from this church, but from all the great teachers from around the world forever. So I want to just say this. 
If you are listening to an MP3, a CD, or watching a DVD today, and you miss the rapture, do not in any circumstance let someone implant in you a chip in your right hand or your forehead. If you do to save your life, you've lost your life because that is a ticket to hell with no chance to change your mind. You made a mistake up till now. Do the right thing. Accept Jesus Christ. Yes, you'll probably be martyred, but then you'll be with us in heaven. You see, God does this for a reason. This is not a joke time. This is very serious. It's the life of our friends, our relatives, our loved ones. Turn with me to the last passage I want you to look at, Revelation 7, 9. We fast forward to the end of the tribulation. To the end of the tribulation. Viera, to the end of the tribulation, Revelation 7, 9. What does this look like? After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne in heaven, And in front of the Lamb, Jesus. And they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. What is that a picture of? That's a picture, fast forwarding, of the millions and millions of people from every country, every ethnicity, every language, who became followers of Christ during the tribulation. How did that happen? You were faithful. I was faithful. We prayed for friends. We've shared with them. We've invited them to church. Continue to do that. Because see, it will find fruit. Even if we don't see it now. When we share the gospel, we never know who's going to respond and not. Some of us all get frustrated from time to time because we've shared and it seems like a closed door. Whenever God opens the door again, share. Because these people will remember And the day's coming when they're going to have to do something that every one of us have to do. They're going to have to make a choice. The last thing I want you to write down in Vieira and here in Melbourne is this. Our decisions determine our destiny. Our decisions determine our destiny. You see, no one, no one will ever go to heaven by accident. God requires everyone to make a choice today and in the tribulation. You see, you're either for God or you're against God. It will be very clear in the tribulation. You're either for the Antichrist or you're for God. What's the same today? Lost people always matter to God, even in the midst of his judgment on earth. Lost people still matter to our Lord. Today, Pastor Mark taught us that while our decisions determine our destiny, the Lord does not lack in giving us plenty of opportunities to make the right decision. God operates with the heart of love in everything that He does. So what's holding you back from choosing Him as your Lord today? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. What will Jesus' second coming and kingdom reign on earth look like? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will answer this question and show listeners God's sovereign providence through all of the end-time events. As a Christ follower today, you can feel like a winner because you have eternal life and have chosen a God who holds the universe at His hands. Nothing else compares to the God we serve. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry